This episode of Iron Empire Radio is brought to you by Iron Mag Labs, the strongest supplements on the net. PJ, it's number 12. We're at the 12th number episode. Number 12. Yes, yes. You know, that, that's actually a, a fair amount of episodes. We're like, uh, we're not um, rookies anymore. We're not quite veterans. We're like in between. Yeah, yeah. We're, um, we're, we're intermediates, I would say. Intermediates, yes. We're intermediates. Intermediates. Um, the show has gained a tremendous amount of popularity very fast. I was uh, just looking today at the Facebook fan page, which we have done uh, very little with, and uh, we're up to almost 800 people on there. That's pretty cool. You actually, uh, I noticed today, you actually did a lot, though, in the past 24 to 48 hours or so. Yeah, well, I started noticing, and I was like, hmm, I need to try to Got bump this up. pictures up on there. Yep. I'm going to get on top of um, the Minions uh, or my subscribers, I prefer to call them minions. You've got um, almost 50,000 minions. I'm very impressed. I'm going to get the minions over there um, to uh, to get us some help with the, uh, the Iron Empire and get them listening. They need to be listening. Well, um, before we get to your big announcement, because you do have a big announcement, um, I have to mention that we have a new sponsor of the show, uh, Orbit Nutrition, Muscle Mitch over there at Orbit Nutrition, who actually was one of the very first sponsors of Off Topic Radio. Um, How about that? Yeah, so it's very cool to have uh, be doing business with Muscle Mitch again and bring Orbit Nutrition on as um, one of our ver- our second sponsor, I guess you would say. Muscle Mitch sounds like uh, one of the guys from Jersey. Yeah, so many fucking pros, Muscle Mitch. Yeah, of course they know Muscle Mitch. They go back to the beginning of this shit, you know? <laughs> Muscle Mitch is from Strong Island. He's not in New Jersey. <laughs> He's from Strong Island. You don't fuck with Muscle Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Muscle Mitch, uh, welcome to the show, and uh, everybody check out OrbitNutrition.com. PJ, we're going to have a lot of these, man. I have a feeling we're, that we have set, I don't think that we're giving away too much by saying we've set our price point for doing business with Iron Empire Radio at a very reasonable rate. So a lot of people can get on board with us now before the prices, like PJ Braun, like Braun Fitness, they skyrocket. So we got you got to get on while you still can. Even a little bit too reasonable right now, but that's okay. That's okay. okay. Uh, We're going to get you guys in here now and then just rape all the other people later on down the road. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. (laughs) I'm taking an aggressive approach to this now, you know. I I, uh, will get into it a little bit later, but I was home on the East Coast. I ran into some of the guys from so many fucking pros, and they were like, PJ, you need to be fucking aggressive with these fucking sponsors. You need to be a fucking animal. You need to be a fucking savage in a world of savages if you want to do this shit right. And I was like, oh, my God, you're right. I've been way too passive and nice out here in California. California is right now. Yeah, I came home, and I, I've just been demand. I've been actually calling the sponsors and telling them I'm demanding money from them. You and tell them, you're gonna, I'll pay you a fucking visit. Yeah, you want me to pay a visit to your fucking... I'll send a couple of fucking Italians over to your house, <laughs> and then you'll, you'll wake up in, in, in the, the bottom of the sea. We'll put the horse's head and, uh, in your bed. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's, that's, the, that's actually um, the smartest way to go about getting uh, people to sponsor your so show. So that's, like that's our new method. That. We call them and threaten them, and then uh, demand <laughs> <Yeah>. money. <laughs> throw you a beating if you don't sponsor the show. <laughs> it sounds like a Derek Anthony method. <laughs> hey, it works for DA, right? Is yeah, Jerry DA will just keep calling them over and over again until they do it. That's right. <laughs> um, or texting them over and over. So, um, 
Let's talk about your announcement because your announcement, I guess it's kind of like the same thing because you did the same thing with this guy, Rob. Yeah. You called up Rob and you said, I said, listen, buddy, (laughs) you want to fucking make it to through the end of the week. You get me on your fucking payroll. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Isaac. We are swearing a lot. I didn't yeah. even realize. Yeah, it. you're right. You're you know right. what happens when you when you're on the East Coast. You don't fucking apologize for shit like that. You you don't give a fuck what you do. Forget about it. But uh, I I, uh, I I contacted Robert and I said, "Listen, Robert, let's let's uh let's do this right. Let's do what's good for you. Let's do what's good for me." Actually, none of this is, is accurate at all. But um, <laughs> after the show. Uh, and uh, how, how great of a job uh, his, his wife did, um, and uh, you know, they, they uh, I felt like a little bit of a friendship uh, with them after that. And I explained to them that I had been in, in talks with a few other sponsors, and that uh, since I moved to the West Coast, uh, it logistically didn't work out for me to be with Speedies anymore. There's no bad blood between Dave or Joel or, or myself. We're all we're all still bros. Um, but there's just nothing really for me to do for them out here. They're an East Coast based company. Um, and, um, you know, I want to be, uh, a feature at a company, which I wouldn't be out here. And, um, so I shot myself around a little bit and I felt very fortunate to be in a position where I had some options and this was the best option because I get to not only work for a great company, but I get to work with the... Aaron Singerman. <laughs> that was like the big sell point. Right? The truth is, like, let's what? let's be honest though, PJ. You called me after um, after the show, and you said, "Did Robert really say that uh, nothing wrong with getting your ta- salad tossed every once in a while?" And I was like, "Yeah, he did say that." And you're like, "Give me his number. Like, Give me his number. Give immediately. me his number now." <laughs> and I was like, "Good idea. Good idea, PJ." And, and this that's... is a possible match made in heaven right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so basically, the announcement that uh, we kind of went all around it is that you are officially now with Iron Mag Labs, and it's only fitting. You're the host of Iron Empire Radio, and now you're a sponsored athlete with Iron Mag Labs. Yes, very fitting. I'm very excited about it, and um, I think this is going to be a really fun year for myself and for you, and I think that we are going to really watch this company grow and the radio show grow, and it's going to be really beautiful. Yep, I, I totally agree with you. I think that it is, you know, as you've seen with what I've done with Iron Mag Labs, uh, Rob and uh, Gina have given me a lot of Creative. Uh, they give me a lot of freedom to do whatever I want, creatively wise, uh, creativity yep. wise, and um, I know that's something that you always wanted to do, and, and you really didn't have the opportunity with Species. You know, they have a, a system that works for them and uh, a marketing campaign that they're happy with, and basically with Iron Empire, with Iron Mag Labs, and I guess Iron Empire Radio too. It's kind of Rob and Gina have kind of put us in control, basically, of how to um, best use ourselves to market their brand. Exactly, and that that was so important to me because I don't like um, to be confined or restrained to doing things a certain way. Um, and you know, a lot of the companies don't want you to do something very specifically. They don't really want you to be a personality. They kind of just want you to be an image. Um, as far as image goes, I'm okay, but <laughs> there's a lot of bodybuilders that are better than me. Um, but I bring a lot of intangibles that other bodybuilders don't bring. Um, and that I feel is, is an advantage that I bring to a company. And, uh, we can exploit the shit out of that with Iron Mag Labs because they support it, which is awesome. Yep. Uh, yep. 
So that is very exciting, and I'm sure people will get to see plenty of videos, and they can actually check out your big announcement video, which you uh, sent to me. We edited it, put it right up, and that's actually on the very front page of uh, ironmaglabs.com. People can go yes, check it, it out. Yes, it is. You can go check it out. It's, it's on my Facebook. It's on ironmaglabs.com. I encourage you to go check it out. I, uh, I'm going to be posting in the forums regularly there now, get a little Q&A going up there. Like You'll get to see the actual serious uh, business side of me. Uh, a lot more there than you actually see it uh, or hear it, I should say, on Iron Empire Radio. Um, let's talk about PJ. You went home to California. You said you got. I mean, so you went from California back home to Connecticut. You got surprised by Amber. She bought you a ticket for your birthday, and um, yeah, um, she told me last minute. It was crazy. I, I didn't want her to spend that kind of money uh, on a birthday present, but she knew that that would be the thing that would make me the happiest because I was homesick and I miss all my family and friends. Um, kind of weird. I don't know if anybody else out there has been in a similar, similar situation. I think I talked about this with you. Um, but I've been gone for almost two months, not quite two months, like seven weeks. Um, but when I was driving home from the airport, um, you know, on the roads that I used to drive on, I felt like I was home from a long vacation. Um, I don't know if you feel like that when you go back home to see your parents. Yeah, I do. Um, do you feel like that is your home still? Yeah, actually, I do. Isn't that weird? I guess, yeah, I do. I always get, I get, I, I, I think maybe as time goes by, if I stay here for a long time, perhaps that'll change. I don't think so. But I guess I, I spent so long, 30 years of my life in that area, I, I don't feel like any other place would ever truly be my home other than that. I know that when I fly in, you know, and I land, I always start to, like, you know, if I, like, tweet or something or I text my mom or whatever, I like, I, I always say, you know, and I even have caught myself because I don't want to make Daryl feel bad. Um, where I'll text or write something where I'm like, I'm finally home or back home. And I, I feel like maybe she would even get upset by that. So I've even like not said it before because because it's just like that. No, I don't care. I'm going to keep on saying it. Um, <laughs> oh, you know what? I I never I didn't even tell you this. A quick little segue because you like funny plane stories. So we're getting off the plane, right? And um. You know, some people have connections. We're actually done, right? We're, we're at our final uh, uh, connection, or our final destination, excuse me. And, the, you know, when the people are filing off the plane, you kind of want everybody to just get up and get off the plane, especially if you're in the back of the plane. Um, but there's really nothing you can do about it. You know, it always takes longer than you want. Um, but as I was getting out of my seat, I had forgotten that Amber had a, had a bag um, stowed away overhead. So... Um, you know, it was time for us to walk out and get off the plane, but I had to momentarily stop and take her bag, which added uh, 17 seconds uh, to the time of the people behind us uh, getting off the plane. And this one guy, there's always that one guy, was, go- was going, Oh, Jesus Christ! Oh, come on, man! I have a, I have a connection to make! i got to make it to Hawaii! What are you doing? you got to be ready for these things! And oh. I turned around, and I go, Holy shit, everybody! Say some prayers for this guy right now because he's probably not going to make it to his next flight because I just added 17 more seconds to his time. I'm so, I was like so overly dramatic with it. And plus I'm kind of like abnormally sized. So everybody was like dead quiet as I did that whole dramatic production. The guy was terrified, right? So I was like running. I was like hurrying off the plane, like just to be like really dramatic about it. I was like, come on, Amber, he's got to make his flight. Come on. Um, and then when we got off the plane, uh, <laughs> there was a shuttle to take us over to the next station because it, it actually uh, dropped us off at this weird remote part of the airport. And the guy 
he, he, uh, he's behind me. And I go, no, 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 go, go ahead, go ahead of me. Go ahead of me. He goes, are you sure? And I go, no, 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 you got to get there. You got to get there. Go, go. You can go ahead of me in the line. So, like, I, he was one person behind me. Now he's one person ahead of me. Like, I was just being a total, like, like immature asshole about it. And I was like, I, just, I really want you to get there. And he's like, I'm, I'm sorry if I overreacted, sir. But <laughs> I, like, I just, he goes, I, to, be, to be honest with you, I've been, I've been doing this flight so many times. This is actually my 25th time going to Hawaii and I every single time I fear that I'm 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 not gonna make my connector but but I make it every time and I go, Do you wanna know why? And he goes, Why? And I go, Because they actually design the flights so that you can definitely make it every time, as long as you're not a retard. And he goes, You're right, you're right. He's he's I really appreciate your wisdom and your help. It really it means a lot to me that you took the time to, to explain this to me and, and let me go ahead of you in the line. That was a very generous thing for you to do. And I was like, I just want to help you out, man. I just want to help you out. Wow. And uh, Amber was like, <laughs> just like shaking her head the whole time. She was like, first she was like, you're crazy. Second, she was like, I can't believe that guy is thanking you for how much of a dick you were being to him. And I was like, yes, but I'm like, you have to understand there's a way to be a dick, but, but to nicely be a dick. And I have mastered that, actually. Oh, I'm sure the guy was probably scared shitless when he realized he was yelling at you. Well, I have found that when you're big, to be very loud and aggressive never works. It never, it never ever works. But if you're quiet and condescending and totally douchey, you can get your way all the time. And you hmm. can really screw with people. Well, what happens when you're loud and, and, and extremely aggressive? Then they think that you're like a roid head idiot and they, like, they'll go and they'll like, like say stupid things back to you like meathead and go and get other people and you know then they'll contact like security or whatever like oh. I, i've seen people try that route that route never works i gave up that route in high school yeah that's, uh, smart. that's not the way to do it you gotta you gotta you have to be quietly condescending you're right you definitely don't want somebody calling security on you and, and if they think they're like in physical danger they might mm-hmm. um so that was the highlight of the trip then yeah, yeah, pretty much. No, it was awesome to see my family. I haven't seen them in a while. And uh, I unfortunately got sick with a sinus infection. But I have a client back home who is a doctor who called me in a script for a Z-Pack. Everywhere you um, go, everywhere you go, PJ, you're getting doctors to call you in drugs. You know, it's good to be friends with the Jews <laughs> who are usually doctors. So if you friend the Jews, you'll probably wind up knowing a couple doctors. Smart. This guy is a Jew. And uh, he took care of me. He wrote me my script. So by the time I came home today, I'm feeling better. But I was sick the whole time. So I didn't do any, like, drinking or partying. But I did uh, bring uh, Amber to meet all my friends that she hasn't met. I took her to Gold Haven because I've hyped that gym up so much. And I wanted her to see what I feel is is arguably the best gym in the country. Did you get to Um, see uh, Evan Setapani there two weeks out? Did I ever. Um, Of course I was going to see Evan because he's like my bro. And um, I would have seen him, you know, regardless if it was in the gym or not. Um, but I wanted to see him in the gym because I haven't seen him for a while. And the Arnold is right around the corner. And, um, you know, Evan doesn't like me or any of his other friends to go uh, showboating what he looks like. Um, so I'm not going to showboat it. But I, I will tell you, he has made some uh, incredible improvements somehow uh, from last year. Um, and he is already in freakish condition. And I'm praying that he just gets his color right this year because that'll be the only thing that holds him back. I know last year you were in charge of painting his color on. Um, is he going to spray? Not at the Arnold, at the Flex. 
Right, but he had the Monteri brothers paying at the Arnold. So is he going to do any spray this time, or is he going to just stick to people rolling on the, the paint? Oh, he's got to get sprayed. I, I know what? I didn't even talk about that with him today. I'll talk about that with him tomorrow. I mean, I'm sure Evan is a master planner that he's got that figured out. But um, he's so fair, especially for an Italian guy, um, that he has to get sprayed by professionals, whether it be Jantana, Protein, Liquid Sunways, whoever. He needs like an extra coat, too. I don't think he's – I actually don't think he's fair at all. He just – it doesn't go in the sun, so he's white. Well, yeah, that's why he's fair. I mean, he could be tan. He's Italian. He'd be olive-skinned at least. Uh, but he he is, stays out of the sun, um, so he's got a very very fair complexion, and and you know I before my show is I I fucking sorry Isaac put myself in the cancer box for like you know six weeks out I'm tanning almost every day. You stay tan all the much, time anyway. To get as much base as possible, you know. Then when you have that base, when you put the tan on, on top of it, you're even darker. I mean, dude, the black guys put tan on. So what does that tell you? Yeah, that's right. That's right. They sh- they should at least. If you don't, it's a mistake. I know Oscar Arden. I was there to watch him paint uh, Keith Williams before the Nationals, and he told me a very big mistake black guys can make can be uh, to not to get their skin tone correct. Mm-hmm. Everybody puts it on, and, and I've had clients say to me, "Can I be too too dark?" And I have said to them, "No, you're going to compete against black people. You think you're going to be darker than them?" <laughs> right. Exactly. It's true. I, it's a good way to put it. That's a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. So Get what else? What else was interesting there? I know you watched the Super Bowl, right? Watched the Super Bowl. Oh, I did take her to Mina's Carne, oh, um, and uh, she loved it just like everybody else loves it. Um, and uh, we watched the Super Bowl over at um, my good friend Jay Castaldi's house. It was a pretty exciting Super Bowl. I liked that it was all in the Northeast. Um, I uh, I don't I don't care for the Giants. Um, I don't like the Patriots being a Jets fan. Um, I hate Tom Brady. Um, I don't hate Eli Manning, um, so I just wanted to see a good game. I know you uh, you have a different kind of relationship with Eli Manning uh, uh-huh. than most people do. That sounds kind of uh, gay, not like gay, gay. No, uh, well, not gay, I mean, like... if, it was, you know, if, if you were going to be gay with one of the Mannings, it would probably be Eli, not Peyton. I don't know. That's a good question. He's like a giant mule. I wouldn't want to be gay with him. He would... He would you <laughs> I'll have to ask Dr. Sean later on the show but, uh, <laughs> who would be the better manning to uh, be gay with. Uh, by the way, yes, we do have Dr. Sean back on the show. He's he's coming on to give us a, a very passionate uh, answer about um, can uh, you, a uh, gay guy, him, be friends with a bodybuilder, just to friends with a bodybuilder, uh, P.J. Braun. I expecting a, a very passionate answer. Yeah, he, uh, we did a little pregame, and uh, – he, he, I couldn't stop him from going on and on, so it, it should be interesting, that's for sure. Um, yeah, I knew PJ, I mean, I knew PJ, I knew uh, Eli, I knew the whole Manning family from when I was a little kid. This is interesting because Dave posted some videos that my parents found on the board and on the RX Muscle YouTube uh, channel. And basically, this is the story, PJ. I went to St. George's from uh, pre-kindergarten on through uh, eighth grade, and um, Eli also went to the school. Now, in a class, this is a very small private school, there's probably only about 30 kids in my grade. And out of the 30 kids, I would say, oh, maybe 18 were boys. And of the 18 boys, about 13 or 14 of them played football together. And so out of that group, uh, I was one of friends with Eli and all the other kids, basically. There weren't it's so few kids, there's no like cool group and dork group that's just kind of like either people that play sports or will not play sports, you know what I mean? And... Um, we had spend the night parties and stuff like that. So uh, 
I knew Eli and Peyton and Cooper a little bit. Cooper is five years older, Archie and Olivia. And, um, you know, I basically grew up with uh, Eli specifically because he was in my grade. He's a year younger than me. And uh, Peyton's about three years older than me. And uh, we hung out a lot at his house. We went to parties at his house. And he came to my house and stuff. Now, the thing about it is, is I wouldn't say that I know Eli now because um, I haven't spoke to him in many, many years. The last time uh, I saw him was at the bar that I was working at when he came home from his first year at Old Miss. Um, so, you know, and, and me and him weren't friends after really eighth grade. He went to Isidore, Isidore Newman High School, and I went to Ridgewood. So uh, we were at different high schools. We didn't play football together in high school. He obviously was a, a phenomenal high school athlete while I was mm-hmm. barely a high school. I mean, I played on the football team, but it's not like uh, it's not like we were in the same hanging out in the same circles by any means. So, um, do would he recognize me now? Sure, uh, definitely Archie and stuff. I'm gonna try really hard to get him on the show, not this show, but on Access Bodybuilding or something to do an interview. Or I, I'm I'm almost positive I can get Archie. Um, but uh, so I'm going to get one of them eventually, as soon as I can. And uh, he'll probably wonder what the hell I want to talk to him about. But uh, if, I, <laughs> if I can get him for 15 minutes. Did you get any Manning, even the brother that nobody really cares about on the radio show? That would be a big deal. I'm pretty sure I can. I'm pretty sure I can. Because I, 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 I still know a few people um, that went to that went to St. George's with me and then went to Newman with him. Um, and I, I think that he still stays in touch with a lot of those guys. So I'm pretty sure uh, either that or I, I feel like Archie I could I could definitely get in touch with. So we'll we'll see. Um, and for old time's sake, I bet you I could get him on the on the phone to do an interview to record at least for a few minutes. You know, so that's what I'm hoping. Anyway, so yeah, yeah, I was rooting. Me and uh, Darielle watched the game. She was we were supposed to go to Lane Norton's house. They they had a party over there, Lane and Isabel, and um, they live right right next door to me practically in, in walking distance. And we were supposed to go over there to watch the Super Bowl, but Daryl got too tired and started not feeling well. So we watched it together and rooted Eli on. So, um, I did not, I will admit, although I want to see it, I just was flying around the country doing everything else. I did not actually see uh, the video. Of me wrestling, um, me, um, I was I was manhandling uh, the Mannings. That's what people were so surprised. I was manhandling I both of them. I have got this video yeah um i feel like we should send this video to uh dsbn let them know who we are have them perhaps listen to one of our shows and then be like by the way this is the host of that show handling yeah, yeah. handling them yeah. easily handling both manning brothers it would i would this, actually play football like your ticket this could be your ticket to fame which we which you and i both know is your main priority in life is being oh no my main priority is to make money and have be able to support every me and Darielle and now baby so that's the main priority and and, and be famous Aaron. and well you know i'm not going to lie it's not like i don't want to be famous pj <laughs> <laughs> um so anyway um what, what the hell was i saying you got me sidetracked with the famous. Oh, so I, I uh, in the video I was playing football. Okay, I guess I got to give you a little background. I was an enormous kid, enormous. Um, I grew at when I was one, I looked like I was two. When I was two, I looked like I was four. When I was four, I looked like I was eight. Um, it actually was a little bit of a problem in a way because a lot of people would expect me to act the way that I looked, like my age. So, like when I was eight, you know, I looked like I was twelve or thirteen. So people would you know, see me and I'd be behaving, I'd be behaving like a typical eight year old. And they'd be like, what the hell they tell my mom? Why is your kid acting like this? Um, because I was so big, 
Like uh, my my shoe yeah. size matched my age up until I was thirteen. Obviously, I haven't. So I got to my 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 height that I am now at thirteen. So um, in the video, you'll see me and I think a four year old um, a four year old Eli or a five year old Eli in one of the videos, and uh, you know a six year old me and a uh, eight year old Peyton or something, and I'm throwing them around like rag dolls. Outstanding. Because I was now, a giant. How can you, can you give us? Like a rough estimate of like height and weight that you were. Um. Well, when I was thirteen, um, I was six two, and well, uh, I don't want to know like how big you were in thirteen. I want to know how big you are as a six year old man handling a five year old. Oh, I have no idea. I don't even. I have no idea. I don't remember. I remember being taller than everybody and thinking that. Like, were you a, a monster of a six year old? Yeah. Oh my God. Are you kidding? I was a monster of okay. a four year old. Yeah, I'm assuming Peyton was probably a pretty big six-year-old, wasn't he? No, no, neither of these kids had a growth spurt till later. I was way, when, in eighth grade, I was probably a good eight inches taller than Eli. And then, um, obviously, Eli's actually taller than me now. Uh, he's yeah, an inch well, taller than inch, inch or two taller than me, and Peyton is a bunch taller than me. Yeah, Peyton's like six four or five, and Eli's like six three. Yeah, they're, well, Eli's I think maybe Eli's six four and Peyton's six five or six six. Yeah, they're, they're two, those are some tall Mannings. Um, the Cooper Cooper is actually the shortest. Um, I think he's yeah. only six foot. Um, and Archie is about my height. Who has the best chances of getting on the show? I think I, I think I might be able to get all of them, but Peyton. Um, oh. Cooper is the funniest. So you want a character? Cooper is the is the one with the personality. Well, let's get Cooper on. All right, we'll have to go for it. Cooper doesn't know me at all, though, so that's not going to play in my in my favor. Uh, Olivia and Archie would definitely remember me and my parents and stuff. So the chances of getting uh, we don't want to. Well, maybe Olivia would be interesting. I couldn't have Olivia on with you, that's for sure. Couldn't I, I'd be concerned what you'd say to her. <laughs> but well, uh, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. No. Um. So anyway, um, that's my Archie, Olivia, Peyton, Eli story there. And, well, um, we have we have to get this video up. Um, we'll put it on the fan page. I'll put it on the fan page and stuff. Yeah, it's got to go on the iron and um, You know, PJ, I, to, I, I was telling Dario, you'll find this interesting. Till I was about thirteen, I I really believed that I was like an amazing athlete because mm-hmm. in basketball I dominated because I could literally the kids would throw me the ball and I could just stand there, you know, next to the basket. Uh, and put it in over and over again because we played on an eight-foot goal until you're 13. Yeah. And so I would literally be able to touch the rim, you know. I could jump a little bit and touch the rim. And um, so in basketball, I was awesome. When we'd play, uh, you know, in, almost any sports that had anything to do with size or height, I was, like, killing kids, destroying them. And then when kids started catching up to me, I was like, oh, I guess not. And then by the time everybody, you know, we were, you know, young adults, then I realized I wasn't so good after all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, then I knew. But at first, I was like, "Oh man, I'm I'm basically scoring more points than uh, everybody else in the whole court, my team and their team put together." But then you realize that your true skills uh, as a Jewish person uh, was in in money and numbers, and, and you started focusing more on accounting. Correct? No, I wish I would have done. No, no, I definitely, <laughs> I definitely didn't do that, VJ. You know my history. I wasn't concerned with numbers. I was concerned with girls and drugs, basically. Well, those are the things that can definitely capture your attention yes. when you are in high school. So, PJ, one of the uh, listeners wanted to know, they wanted me to ask or, or you to talk about, are you still trying to get your pro card, or have you just given up on that hope and you're doing it for another reason now? Um, well, uh, my my uh, 
the, what motivates me in bodybuilding is considerably different now uh, than when I was younger. When I was younger, all I cared about um, was getting a pro card. Like, you know, that was like my, my, my big dream and goal. Um, and uh, I like to set goals and I like to achieve my goals. So it is still my goal to get a pro card. Um, but do I think my life would be different uh, if I was a pro versus not being a pro? No, I don't. Um, I, I don't think necessarily um, that uh, the, the amount of money that you get paid um, changes when you get your pro card. Uh, many of my friends who are pros don't have contracts. I am fortunate enough to have a contract. Um, I think if you are top five to perhaps ten, but probably more five, top five best in the world, uh, you can make a, a, a very uh, lucrative living on the sport of bodybuilding. And, and outside of that, unfortunately, you cannot. And uh, I realized that um, at a, uh, I think, young enough age to put my focus more into business uh, and growing you know, PG Braun Fitness and, um, you know, uh, for, focusing on, you know, building a family and the things that are truly important to me now are much different than they were when I was younger. But um, do I still want to be a pro? Yes, because that is a goal that I set for myself. But when I compete now, it's not necessarily because I want a pro card. It's I just try to keep bettering what I've done each time, and hopefully it, it earns me a pro card in the end. Makes sense to me. That, that's a good answer. Okay, Rob Holt, he wants to know, do people on the East Coast really train harder than people on the West Coast? He wants to hear about so many fucking pros in Jersey. Uh, and he wants to know. Without a doubt. Um, and, um, it, you know, I guess you have to think to yourself, well, what do you consider training hard? Um, I think a lot of guys in the East Coast train very heavy. Uh, but I, I think a lot of um, uh, Texas guys train really crazy and heavy like that also. Um, I think that on the West Coast, a pretty slash aesthetic look is what is, is, is typically like what they strive for out there. Um and uh, I think that look can usually be obtained via genetics over anything else, uh, whereas a brutally massive, freakish look is usually earned in the gym pounding away uh, weights. And I know many, many bodybuilders who have actually lived on both coasts who have said uh, that this is not just a thing that, that us East Coast guys say, um, being from coast to coast, it is a much more laid back approach on the West coast. Um, and, um, now being on the West coast, uh, the guys that I see training hard in the gym are actually originally from the East coast. Um, and, uh, it's just a different style of training. It's a, it's a kind of more intense focused style of training. Um, not saying that the guys on the West coast don't train hard, it's just different. It's it's definitely not as intense, that's for sure. Um, but I can't, not to drag this this on for too long. I can't say that only the East Coast trains like that because uh, Texas is a pretty hardcore state for bodybuilding, and a lot of those dudes that come out of those gyms down there train pretty crazy and with some pretty heavy weights. I mean, Ronnie Coleman, Branch Warren, Johnny Jackson, Steve Kuklo, those are some beasts, you know. Um, but um, you know, uh, I'm gonna throw his name out there, Jamo Nazar who's a pretty uh, big trainer out here in the West Coast. He trains mostly bikini girls. He was an IFBB pro bodybuilder. Uh, he was actually originally from England, 
uh, and he trained with Dorian Yates. And he, you know, the gym that he trained at, um, Temple Gym, uh, was a very hardcore gym. But he said all of his friends in New York that he would stay with, those were the guys that trained really, really hard, and the guys were lazy on the West Coast compared to that. Um, and he was uh, coming up, you know, in my favorite time of bodybuilding, the late '90s. So, um, you know, the, you can hear it from numerous sources, not just me. All right, uh, Jody. Uh, what do you say? How do you say that? Boba, Dano, Danio, or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I probably slaughtered that name. What's the nastiest thing you've done with a woman in a sexual relations situation? Uh, and did you secretly get off on it or regret it? And um, I got two stories that you like that are kind of sort of like around this topic, although they're slightly not. Do you want me to tell my stories first or do you want to go first? Um, I'm going to go first because mine are quick and they're not really anything spectacular. I've never um, – I mean, I love sex, but I, I don't like like really overly kinky stuff. Like I, I've never had to like – you know, be in a position of like peeing on a girl or something like that. I've had a couple girls that wanted me to hit them, which I thought was very strange and I couldn't do it. Um, I've had a lot of girls that wanted to be choked out. I'm okay with that. Um, and, uh, I would say probably like the grossest thing that ever happened was, uh, I was banging a girl, uh, in the ass doggy style. And, um, when I pulled my cock out, a bunch of shit came out and she was like so embarrassed and I was like, Oh, it's no big deal. It's no big deal. But it was pretty gross. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you know, that was many, uh, many uh, years ago. Um, I've done a couple of uh, ATMs with 30 girls that I didn't care about. Um, but nothing, you know, no bestiality or peeing. No, I hope not bestiality. I would, I would hang up on you. No, no, nothing that's like gross. That. Um, Maybe with Rustine, but, but, but that's it. <laughs> you haven't even Rustine met Rustine. Rustine is such a good-looking dog that I might entertain the idea. Yeah, my my dog, for people who don't know, Rustine is my dog, uh, Siberian Husky. You've actually never met Rustine, or you or you call him Romstein, Romstein. Romstein. <laughs> um, no, but I, I can't appreciate Romstein's beauty. I mean, I've seen what Huskies look like, and, and Romstein is definitely the best-looking one I've ever seen. Yeah, he gets a lot of compliments. It's like you with gay guys. Everywhere he goes, he gets compliments from him, from just yeah, anybody. He, he, looks like a, he looks like a wolf. He does. A lot of, a lot of little kids, when they'll see him, they'll be like, wolf, 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 you know. And then he bites their faces off. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't like that. He doesn't take kindly to that. That's when I have to – I let him just – I let him bite him once. Bite him once, get a little skin from the face, and then I tell him, come on, let's go. If he's really, if he's really hungry and I haven't fed him for a while, I'll let him go at him for, you know, 30 seconds or so. Um, so I'm going to tell these two stories. I'm going to, I'm going to, Darielle is probably listening to the show. So I'm going to tell her now you need to fast forward about seven minutes till you hear PJ talking next, just to warn her. Okay. I think now, it's only, tell it's only my fair. favorite story last. Your favorite story goes last. Yes. That one is so funny. I want you to tell that one. Okay. Okay. So the first is the, the, um, okay. The, this is the grossest thing that it's actually like you said about girls wanting, wanting to get choked. Obviously that's not that, that unusual. This one was more unusual, and I was much younger. I was like 18 or maybe a little older, maybe 19 or 20. But there was this girl that I was seeing, and for her birthday, she she told me that she, what she would like me to do is to wear a ski mask, climb through her window at, at any point in the night. She was going to leave her window open, climb through the window, and basically, you know, rape her, basically. And mm-hmm. – uh, and, at first, I was very resistant to it, but this is like she was adamant. This is what she wanted. It was her fantasy, and uh, it was her birthday, so I was like, okay. Well, um, 
and of course I was on drugs at the time. So, you know, it seemed less crazy than it would be now, but, um, this is in a neighborhood setting. And so when I got there to do it, I realized that I was going to actually have to put on the ski mask, obviously outside and climb into her window. And that that would, uh, obviously look bad to anybody <laughs> that was there seeing this. You know what I mean? Do you know what would have been an awesome idea if you got a Spider-Man costume? And, and you scaled her house like Spider-Man and went into a window like that. I don't think anybody would call the police if they saw that. I don't know. They probably would call the police on that too. But it would not have went along with her fantasy, PJ. She wanted something more scary than Spider-Man, I think. Um, well, you, could it, been, uh, you could have been Venom, Spider-Man's nemesis. I got to say, I looked pretty menacing wearing the uh, – because it's like a ski mask. You know, the eyes and the mouth are cut yeah, out. I'm sure you probably looked like you were going to rob their house. Yeah, exactly. So when I was climbing through the window and everything – I was thinking to myself, oh, my God, this is such a bad idea. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, this is so dumb. This is so dumb. And, of course, you know, her parents are home, too. So there's also the possibility that they could, you know, be outside or the dad could walk around and see what I was doing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, I went ahead and, and climbed into the room. And I'm certain that she was awake for it because I was very loud and, like, kind of fell into it. Uh, it's, it wasn't like there was, like, a low window. I had to, like, climb up into the window and kind of go through with my body. You know what I mean? So I kind of like hit the floor and, um, and I, I gotta say, I went through with it and, uh, she seemed to enjoy it. Although she put up quite a fight. (laughs) It was, it was, it was one of the weirdest, uh, experiences. And, uh, you know, uh, I can't say that I would do anything like that again at, uh, at the age I am now. That's for sure. Would you have done, would you do something Uh, like that? Yeah, definitely. And I would actually, um, I would actually break in uh, wearing a, a Freddy Krueger mask and the Freddy Krueger claw when I did it. That would have that would have been freaky, huh? We and always talk about that. If, if she was dreaming, and I and I came in doing like the Freddy laugh and everything through the window. <laughs> we always talk about what uh, what um, remember our mask situation. What is the mask we always use? A Jason mask? Is that what we use? Or a Freddy Krueger mask? Oh, Freddy Krueger! It eventually turned into the uh, lifelike Aaron Zimmerman mask. Yeah, that. that so you, we always talked about would you know if we were have girls uh, if we were in the same hotel room and we had a girl in the room, we would question them hypothetically if um, if they would still as much as they liked uh, PJ or I or whatever whoever whatever the case may be, would they be okay if um, if I were to go to the bathroom and come back out naked with just the uh, the Freddy Krueger mask on, what would then happen? And you can kind of judge the girl, what kind of girl you're dealing with by this hypothetical question. If they're like, oh my God, I would be so disgusted. I would leave immediately. Then you know this girl, she's no good. She's a bitch, right? And if they're like, if they're like, oh, well, you know, if that's really what you're into, I could, you know, then you're like, oh, this she could be, she could be fun. And then she, it, could fun, yeah. Yeah, she could be fun. And then if you want to really, if you really change it up and you, you, then you could say, if I came out with the uh, PJ Braun mask on, what would you do? You know? So uh, well, my, my favorite one, we actually did do this. Um, the girl remained nameless. Um, but uh, it was a girl that I had been talking to a little bit at the time. And that uh, was her first time uh, meeting you. Um, and um, so you actually sprung it on her uh, without me knowing, but oh, rather yeah, than like yeah. mad at you, um, I kind of just went along with it, and we kept on trying to outdo each other. And what happened was the girl was sitting on the bed, and you were like, yeah, you know, I think it's really cool that you're okay with the mask. And she was like, what mask? And you were like, oh, PJ told me that you're totally cool with, with wearing the mask. I think that's awesome. 
And she was like, she didn't say anything about me wearing a mask. And you guys both looked at me, and I was like, oh, well, you know, I, I kind of have this thing where, like, you know, if, if I really like a girl, I, I kind of want her to wear this mask. You know, like, <laughs> when, I make, when I make love to her, I, I like her to wear this mask. The Freddy Krueger mask. And and she was like, what kind of mask? And I was like, well, to be honest with you, originally it was was a Freddy Krueger mask. And, and she was like, what? <laughs> and I was like, I was like, well, it's not that mask any, anymore. It's a different one. And you were like, PJ, are you are you gonna tell her what 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 the real mask is? And I was like, well, I was like, the real mask. Actually, I had made a, a exact lifelike replica of Aaron's face, and I like my girls to wear it when I sleep with them. And she was so freaked out. <laughs> of course, we kept a straight face and we're totally serious throughout the whole process. <laughs> No smiles allowed. Yeah. Those days are sadly over, PJ. Yeah, we've grown past those days. You now Darielle wears the mask almost every night. <laughs> <laughs> you could tell she truly loves me. So that's not actually um, my favorite story. This other story, it's, and it's funny because this is actually, there's nothing really dirty about this story, but it's it's the uh, the... the actual dialogue of the story that makes yeah. the story so good that you're about to tell. Okay. So without any further ado, no more build up. Um, so I was having sex with this girl, right? And I'm sure you've been in situation. I know PJ, you have, but the listeners out there, you've been in situations where the girl wants you to talk dirty. And, um, you know, sometimes it happens naturally. Sometimes it doesn't. I'm not honestly like a real dirty talker. So it doesn't come to me naturally to be like, yeah, bitch, you like that. You know what I mean? I, I, I might say that if I was like intoxicated, stuff like that, you know what I mean? But, like, yep. I, I don't say a whole lot of stuff like that. Um, this girl told me that that was her thing. So I knew in advance that I needed to, like, you know, um, have my uh, repertoire all built up and ready to go, you know? So I had some things that I had prepared. You know, I was kind of like, you know, you kind of, you kind of, if your girl gives you a little notice, you know what you need to, you know, what to do. So I had a few things and I, I was trying out the t- kind of typical lines you might hear in a porno. And she's like, no, some dirtier. And this is during sex. She's like, dirtier. I need something dirtier. And I'm like, okay, dirtier, dirtier. So I'm like, all right, bitch, you know, you stupid bitch. And I'm like, you know, and she's like, she's like, no, dirtier, dirtier than that. I'm like, dirtier. So, you know, it's like when you're in the, when you're, when you're actually having sex, you know, obviously thinking of, you know, different words to say is not uh, that easy. And I went through another something else and I was like, you stupid cunt or something like that. And she's like, no, dirtier than that. She's dirtier. I'm like, oh, fuck. I started like, I felt like I was under pressure, you know? Like, I didn't really want to disappoint. This is the first time I'd been with this girl. I felt, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to do a good job and I felt like I was really failing, you know? And so I was like, you, I was like, you ugly fucking fat cunt. And she's like, and she stops, she stops and she's like, get the fuck off me. She's like, what the fuck did you just say? And I was like, uh, well, I mean, and she's like, oh, like you're so great. She's like, you're, oh, you're great. Yeah. You're, you're real good looking. She's like, yeah. And I was like, well, uh, wait, no, I'm like, I'm like, wait, no, I, I mean, I'm just trying to be dirtier. And she's like, she's like, yeah, that's, that's a real good thing to say to a girl. And I was like, oh, uh, uh, okay. And, uh, that was actually the end of, um, that very brief relationship. Well, uh, who would have thought that that would end the relationship? Uh, yeah. How many times had you uh, slept with this girl prior to that? Zero. This is the first time. 
Oh, okay. It was the first time, and you called her an ugly, fat cunt. <laughs> to be honest with you, like, in retrospect, it sounds dumb, but if you were in the moment, and she keeps saying, dirtier, dirtier, I just, I, I, I you know, I went with the, the, the thing that was easiest to pop out with, and it was obviously the wrong thing. <laughs> you know, it was, it was a, a sensitive subject. That is truly a remarkable true story yeah, don't ever call a girl fat while you're having sex with her bad idea i could tell you especially not a fat fat a fat ugly cunt don't ever let those words slip out when you're having sex with it might be tempting to say that but don't say it trust you me do not her weight her looks and call her the one where the girls really really hate all in a combination don't well let's put you in that situation i'm not i don't want you to think a lot about it you just said uh, something. What, did I, what was the thing I called her before? Anyway, something cunt, or or, or something like that. And she says dirtier. You, it's the dirtiest thing you could think to say. And she says dirtier. What do you? What do you? What do you oh, say? I'd have to be in the moment and 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 know the things that have already been coming out of my mouth. Um, because I've been like my brain is so warped from Howard Stern and like porn my whole life. That I, I, like, almost always talk dirty, like, even, like, when I'm making love, like, a little bit of dirty talk will still come out. And, um, you know, like, some girls really like that, and some girls are like, you know, stop talking so dirty to me. Um, but I don't know. I'd have to be caught in the moment. I certainly, <laughs> I certainly wouldn't call her fat or ugly. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that I wouldn't have. I really wish that I wouldn't have. I, I regretted it instantly. As soon as it came out of my mouth, I was like, ooh, wrong thing to say. Uh, I can I can always appreciate that story. That is one story that will, will never get a hold of me. Cause, because, you know, why I appreciate it so much is because I have such a good job painting it in my mind. And when I watch it in my mind, it's funny every time. <laughs> well, PJ, with that, uh, with that story, that wonderful story, we're going to go to uh, our commercial break. And unlike every other commercial break, you're going to hear not one commercial, but two, and then a song. And uh, people might be wondering what uh, happens when we get all these other commercials that we'll be getting in, in next week or in the following weeks. We're going to have to figure out what to do uh, because people like the songs. Maybe we'll just have a song at the end of the show. I don't know. Yeah, well, um, it's it's not a bad spot to be put in, I'll tell you that. No, no, this is a good thing for us. If there's no songs and we could just fill them up with commercials, I can't say that I'll feel too bad about that. Yeah, you want to find some songs, inbox me. I'll I'll, uh, I'll make you a playlist, all right? <laughs> all um, right, so... We got to do shout-outs. Oh, shout-outs, yes. Shout-outs, do them now, yes, please. Shout-outs, and I want to say thank you to all the people for going on the I Am Empire Radio Facebook and putting them all on there so I don't have to track them all down everywhere. Uh, I hope I got them all because there was a few on Twitter, of course. Uh, Tyler Garmath, uh, Omar Hurtado, and Ashley Schmidt, loyal listeners from the beginning. Spencer Barrett, our crazy friend from the Arts Muscle Boards. Max Cervantes. Uh, Tad the Diet Coach wanted a shout-out. Shout-out to Tad the Diet Big Coach. Big shout-out, Tad the Diet Coach.com. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Barnes, uh, Joe Cristiano, um, who was also a uh, off-topic listener mm-hmm. from day one. Yep. Uh, Chris Gum, uh, he he wants to shout out Tom Rage Fuller, the creator of Hellraiser Training. Wow. Uh, Keith Allen, that's our boy. Uh, Anthony Fullblown Bennett. Uh, <laughs> William Mazzarello, uh, 
he would like his shout-outs to be for from Jason Genova, but since we don't have Jason Genova, we'll just do it for ourselves. <laughs> uh, to, to Big BX1, uh, and uh, shout-out to Shannon Ortego, Michael Raimundo, Chris Schmid, his wife, Renee. Shout-out to Jim Albury. Shout-out to David Smith. Shout-out to Asad Malik. He wanted to see how bad I butchered his name, but I think I just nailed it. Yep. Uh, Mitch Fairham. I probably screwed that one up. Adam Bray. That was Muscle Mitch. That was Muscle Mitch. You just went to Orbit, Orbit oh, Nutrition. Muscle Mitch. Hey, Muscle Mitch. Muscle Mitch. That's a paisan right there. Hey, it's our boy. Um, Kevin Presgay. Steve Mueller. Uh, shout out the gay way to say my name. Big, <laughs> big motherfucking Steve Miller. Sorry, Isaac. Uh, shout out to Mark Joseph Dome, and the final shout out this week is to Jason Anderson, aka Big Nuts. Well, it's been a very gay show so far, and um, the gayness just keeps getting gayer um, after the commercial break when we bring on our guest of the week, Dr. Sean, my uh, friend, our friend, the gay Jewish gynecologist, um, and he's going to talk about all kinds of stuff. So we'll be back. And whenever the song's over. Orbit Nutrition carries over 1,000 of the hottest nutritional supplements, performance enhancers, and nutraceuticals on the planet. And now, Iron Empire Radio listeners get an additional 5% off their everyday low prices by using the coupon code IER5. That's IER and the number 5. Choose products like Quest Protein Bars, iForce, Iron Mag Labs, and more. Check out Orbit's daily deals for special insane blowout prices. Log on to Orbit's Nutrition Forum and get feedback on the products you're interested in. Check out OrbitsNutrition.com and use the discount code IER5. Iron Mag Labs is the leading supplement company offering the most hardcore pro-anabolic supplements on the market. Visit IronMagLabs.com and check out our top-selling pro-anabolics. Methadrol Extreme, Super DMZ RX, Cytostane RX, and E-Control RX with 6OXO. Iron Mag Labs makes supplements that actually work. No hype, no BS, just real results. There's a reason you keep hearing about Iron Mag Labs. Come see what you're missing. Visit IronMagLabs.com for the most hardcore bodybuilding supplements. Turn the mics up. Turn that mic up. Yeah, the beat is locked. Leave that mic up. Though. Turn that shit the fuck up. Uh, what? Turn it louder. Yeah. Uh. Shot ya, separate the weak from the opsa. Leap hard to creep them Brooklyn streets. It's on, nigga. Fuck all that bickering beef. I can hear sweat trickling down your cheek. Your heartbeat sound like Sasquatch's feet. Thundering, shaking the concrete. Then the shit stopped when I fall the plot. Neighbors call the cops, said they heard mad shots. Saw me in the drop, three and a quarter. Slaughter, electrical tape around the daughter. Old school, new school, need to learn though I burn, baby, burn like disco inferno Burn slow like blunts with yayo 
peel more skins than Idaho potato. Niggas know the lyrical molesting is taking place. Fucking with B.I.G. it ain't safe. Uh, I make your skin chase. Rashes on the masses. Bumps and bruises. Blunts and land cruisers. Big Papa smash fools, bash fools, niggas mad because I know the cash rules. Everything around me, two Glock nines. Any motherfucker whispering about mine. And I'm Brooklyn's finest. You rewind this, bad boys behind this. Excite all the freaks, stack mad chips, spread love with my peeps, niggas wanna creep, got to watch my back, think the cognac and endo sack make me slack, my switch is all that, cocksucker G's up, won't force move, get Swiss cheese up, click detect, respect, I demand it, slip and break the 11th commandment, thou shall not fuck with your C Papa, feel a thousand deaths when I drop ya. I feel uh, for I you, feel like Shaka Khan, I'm the dawn. Pussy when I want, Rolex on the arm. You'll die slow but calm. Recognize my face, so there won't be no mistake. So you know where to tell Jake, lame nigga, brave nigga. Turn front page nigga, puff daddy flips daily. I smoke the blunts, he sips on the bellies. On the rocks, tote blocks of christenings. I'm a cop in the fire positioning. What? 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 Open your fucking mouth. Open your, did I tell you don't fuck with me? Huh? Did I tell you not to fuck with me? Huh? Look at you now. Huh? Can't talk with a gun in your mouth, huh? Bitch ass nigga. What? Who shot you? Welcome back to Iron Empire Radio, 
And uh, PJ and I are on the line right now with my good friend and uh, past guest, Dr. Sean. Dr. Sean, welcome back to the show, my friend. Uh, thank you. It's great to be back. Yes. What's uh, up, Dr. Sean? How you doing, PJ? Very, very good. <laughs> so, Sean, I wanted to have you back, um, of course, because we both, me and PJ, love you and everything. But I figured this topic, we got in a question that um, that I thought you could, um, we would like your opinion on. And <laughs> basically, the question is, can a bodybuilder and a gay guy just be friends? And now, this is interesting because we, me and PJ went over this with, um, who was the guest at the time? Ron Partlow talked to us about yep. uh, Big Ron Partlow kind of weighed in on, can a guy and a girl, an attractive guy and girl, can they be friends? And, and we went back and forth in all different scenarios on this. So before um, me and PJ get going on this, I want to let you start off, Sean. Do you think a gay guy and a bodybuilder can just be friends? I believe yes. Okay. All relationships, whether they be between two men, two women, a man and a woman, a woman and man, whether there's same-sex um, identification like gay, straight, lesbian, what have you, all relationships are different and unique and separate from one to the other. We can't make generalizations. But um, for the purposes of answering your question, quite honestly, I do feel that a straight male bodybuilder can be friends with a gay guy and they could just have a platonic relationship yes now I, i'm gonna put a scenario out there for you dr sean i uh, yes. i trained a gay guy back when i was back in the day i had a few gay clients i had one that told me specifically and it wasn't me and Aaron, it wasn't right? and it, and it, it, it wasn't did not you. train me okay go ahead it was not it was not you sean anyway this particular gay gentleman he told me that he um, he felt like trying to get straight guys was a challenge, and he, he he basically said, you know, and I identified with this. He said, "I'm sure there's been girls out there that you've wanted to get because it was a challenge, so it made it more exciting." Well, mm -hmm. to him, he was saying it's the same kind of excitement trying to get a straight guy or a guy that thinks he's straight because he always said that every guy could maybe be like a little bit gay. He thought. And uh -huh. so he would uh, he he would tell me about his exploits, you know, trying to get these straight guys. And uh, I mean, obviously, I'm, you've... Fam I'm familiar with that. I yeah. mean, there's the old joke: what's the difference between a gay guy and a straight guy? A six pack of beer. Um, <laughs> and then you know, we we always know in this world that you always want what you can't have. Let me say that again: you always want what you can't have. So. We're talking here about um, a gay guy who feels that it's a game or some type of task accomplishment to, quote, snag, unquote, a straight bodybuilder and turn them gay. And so I guess we would think that once, the, once this plaintiff got the straight bodybuilder naked and in bed, I guess then the gay guy would no longer want him. He would, would no longer want the straight bodybuilder, right? So the straight bodybuilder wouldn't be attractive anymore now that the uh, straight bodybuilder went to the other side. I guess that's what the corollary of that is. Um, I'm not going to lie. I do think that a lot of us put ourselves in situations where we, we know it, there's jeopardy. We know that there's failure. We know 
know that we are setting ourselves up for failure. Okay, that is in our personal and professional lives. Okay, especially in romantic relationships, we will often go after people that we know it's not going to work, such as a woman who goes after a married man. Okay, she knows that's fraught with disaster and pitfalls. Okay, yet she'll do that anyway, repeatedly. Okay, now why would a woman? Because I'm using this as an analogy to try to help illustrate this question about this straight bodybuilder who is being romanced by this gay guy. So the straight woman who goes after the straight man who's married with kids and they they may meet in the workplace, they may meet at the gym, and they may be both very attractive, and they may actually be attracted to each other. She obviously more attracted to him than he to her. Now, he would, of course, think about what's on the line his wife, his children, his in-laws, his house, his job, his standing in the community, if that makes any sense. And so he would realize that he would not be willing to throw away all that he has worked towards with his home, okay? Whereas we have to think, why is a straight woman going after this guy who is married, okay? Well, does she have low self-esteem? Does does it somehow give her some sort of nervous energy to go after a married guy because she knows there's so much danger involved because that gives her sort of a high that gives her some excitement? Do both of you understand the similar um, pattern yes, there? Yes, without a doubt. You okay. painted, you painted so quite a picture, Sean. They, they want that danger. They want that element of, of the wife calling them up mm. and having an argument over the phone, okay, or in person in the supermarket, okay, where the two women are fighting over this man, okay, is that a healthy relationship? Okay, I just want to put that out there, okay, because there are some women who I've come across in my medical practice who constantly put themselves in very jeopardized situations because, and that's just a pattern, it's a maladaptive behavior pattern. Okay, so I want us to think about how this is not immune to merely the gay guy who goes after a straight guy, whether they, the straight guy is a bodybuilder or not. Okay? What kind of psychological problem do you think, uh, from childhood, do you think, causes these, these people to act this way? It's got to be something right. well, uh, psychologically wrong. Very low self-esteem in this person, okay? And mm-hmm. this person is very used to heartache and disappointment. That is what they're used to. And they do not believe that they can have successful interpersonal, loving, intimate, romantic relationships with people. And so these... It, it, it's people- interesting, uh, all the points that you're making. Uh, I agree completely. Um, my girlfriend, her, her good friend... Um, she, this girl is like desperate for love. Like she wants yes. love so bad. Yes. Yet she'll go for guys that are like already in relationships that are basically like treating her as the girl on the side. And yes. I've told the girl, like, listen, this is a huge mistake. Yes. Um, you, you need to not do this. This is a recipe for disaster. Me- um, the, the many women who are in these maladaptive relationships, and it doesn't always have to be the hypothetical going after a married man. It could be going after men who hit them, who mm-hmm. neglect them, verbally abuse them psychologically, even physically abuse them. Um, many of these women um, were abandoned as children. <clears throat> many of these women lost their mother. Okay, They lost their mother because of death of their mother at a very early age, or they were – 
shuttled uh, from family member to family member, and so they did not have a very strong uh, loving home, not a strong loving foundation. I am generalizing, of course, okay? But when a young woman, I'm sorry, when a young girl who is in elementary school feels a tremendous sense of loss and that her life has no ma- doesn't matter, okay, and no one is looking at her and holding her in high regard, she will continue as she grows up to look at romantic relationships and invite a sense of danger because she doesn't believe that she is worthy of a relationship where there is reciprocation and there is a reflection of the touch and the words and the romance, if you will, but also expression of love. Okay, so that this is a very interesting topic to me, and so I'm sorry we're going off on a tangent, but <laughs> it's very relevant when we start talking about you know what is this about a gay guy with a straight guy. Now there's a lot of other subtext, a lot of nuances when we start talking about bodybuilder straight guy with gay guy because then we are thinking about the gay guy being somehow a predator okay and somehow mm-hmm. the well I want to on use the other the, hand on the other hand you, you could, you could look at it as the 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 straight guy um could be the, the true scumbag in the situation taking advantage of the gay guy by leading them on in certain ways right but i also as i we said in the pre-show whatever me and Aaron just had before we went on the air, the pep talk. Okay. It is a very (laughs) engrossing conversation to have, which is not going to be easily solved or, quote, solved, unquote, on the air this evening. Mm. And I am curious to see any listeners, um, whether they listen tonight or to the taped segment. (coughs) Oh, my God, John. Are you sick or what? (laughs) It's just out just allergies, but I'd be curious to see, you know, the response I get from some of my words. Now, I, I, I want to say there is no easy discussion when we start talking about can a straight bodybuilder guy be friends with a gay guy. Now, there's every have you episode. Sean, have you had any luck personally with a bodybuilder being? Because I know you love bodybuilding and bodybuilding yeah. guys. So, right. have you personally had any success, or have you not been able to maintain just a platonic relationship? Aaron, I'm friends with you. What's the problem? Well, here? I'm not a bodybuilder. Yeah, he's men's physique. He doesn't count. The men's physique, Sean. I'm, okay, that's I'm the men's physique. You're lame, right? Okay. If you, um, if I think that you and I could, could have a healthy, friendly relationship, Dr. Sean. Possibly so. I have had a very <laughs> close relationship with a straight male bodybuilder who was also Jewish, oh. and um, I got to know his family uh, in Boston. It was a very... A uh, wonderful relationship at the time. Um, I was much younger. I didn't really, you know, understand as much as I do now um, about relationships. But that comes with time. Um, and there was no intimate activity. Um, I believe he. I believe one time his wife was suspect that I was intimate with him. But I have. I live to tell. There was never um, any you know, naughty, if you will, or inappropriate behavior. Um, at the start of the relationship, I kind of did make a pass or two, I'm not going to lie, at him. But that's what, there was nothing that ever came of it. And as, as the friendship evolved, we never had any activity. <clears throat> and like I said, I spent time with um, his wife and his family, um, his siblings. Um, he is unfortunately no longer with us, but I did learn a lot about bodybuilders through him. And um, he had been on the bodybuilding stage, and he was friends with some um, 
high-ranking NPC guys, IFBB guys. Uh, but so, I'm, so I mean, I, I do live to tell. It is not the norm, okay? It is not the norm, okay, for there to be a platonic relationship because of, from both parties, insecurities and poor communication and um, issues in both parties and at different times of their lives, whether or not this friendship can continue. Okay. okay. I, I think it, it, it uh, comes down you know, strictly to the mentality of the people that you're pairing together. Like perhaps one person, you know, perhaps one gay guy, you pair him with a certain straight guy and it wouldn't be able to work out, but I think you switch in another guy with a completely different personality and it could work out just fine. So I actually have a few uh, gay friends and, and um, you know, like one of them was a, a kid that I went to high school with and... Um, this kid, uh, I'll say his name, why not, Eric Mesh. Um, first of all, he was Jewish, which was always a, a, a huge strike against him. Um, and, uh, <laughs> Thank you. He, you're welcome. And he, um, we used to bust his balls all the time because he was just like a, a little bitch. Tell Sean, tell Sean how you teabagged him one time. I did actually teabag him. I did all kinds of messed up shit to him. We used to do all kinds of weird shit to him. And like all my friends were just typical gross little young boys. Uh, but he would not partake in any of that stuff. And then finally one year on New Year's, he told all of us when we were drunk that he was gay. Wow. Um, and pretty much 90% of our friends uh, immediately defriended him. They, were, they, they freaked out. Um, but I didn't care. I actually kind of knew that, that he was gay. And I actually told him that I was happy that he told me because now I understood why he was such a huge pussy all these years <laughs> and that I was truly more concerned with him being Jewish than him being gay. Um, and we actually still remain friends. Uh, and I actually used this uh, uh, with my own sick sense of humor to mess with all my other friends because we actually went to a concert together. And everybody was so freaked out that we went to this Linkin Park concert together. And I told everybody that um, at the concert, like, you know, it was that the time was right. And it was during the song, this is my December, we kind of got like a little bit close to each other and it, it oh. sort of just happened that we kissed a little bit and my friends were freaking out. And I let it go for like 24 hours before I told everybody I was kidding. Um, but at the concert, I was like, did you ever want to like hook up with any of us? And he was like, no, you guys are just my friends. I, I never looked at you like that. Wow. And I was like, but what about when we were like whipping out our dicks and like dropping our balls in your head when you were sleeping and stuff? <laughs> And he was like, you know, I never minded it, but I, I didn't want to <laughs> partake in it. He's like, I, I, I never looked at you guys like that. And I was so like, this well, was not someone that you bullied. This was actually one of your contemporaries, so to speak. He, he was one of our, you know, our group, our circle of, of our good friends. Like we, oh. you know, grew up together, slept over each other's houses and stuff. Um, you know, we Where loved him. I think that, and I, I thank you for sharing that. Okay, so that, so he knew you before you were a big bodybuilder. Oh yeah, we we grew up together. He didn't. He told me. Um, when he told me he was gay, I had, I had already gotten into competing, but I was still very young in my career, but I never cared. Um, and I have a couple other, I have a little gay friend, Brendan from the gym who, you know, he's just my little gay buddy. I've met um, him. And he's met like him. extremely gay. Uh, right. and then we have flower who yeah. I've been talking about a little bit on the radio shows. Excuse me. The politically correct term is he's on the effeminate side. He's extremely feminine. He's, he's, he's very, he's like I've met little, him. He loves to take pictures. Princess. Every time we're there, he takes a picture with me and PJ. Yes. Uh, <laughs> every time. What's his phone number uh, again? Flower. Flower is actually more feminine than a lot of girls that I know. Um, sure. I want to get Flower on the show. He's awesome. Um, but Flower's cool, dude. I hang out with Flower. Like, he, like he, he would never... 
cross the line with me. You know, he knows, and and I would never, you know, do anything disrespectful to him. Um, I'm I'm of the same opinion as uh, both of you guys. I believe that it is absolutely possible. I think you just have to make sure that the um, that the boundaries are known beforehand. And uh, you know, to be honest with you. For me, if I get hit on it like by a gay guy, I, I just take it as a compliment. You know, I'm like, uh, yeah, that's a, it's a nice compliment. It doesn't matter if it's from a uh, a gay yeah. guy or a woman. If you know, n- now I'm in a relationship, it wouldn't matter if it was a hot girl. So it's it's the same thing basically. I yes. want I want some baby advice. I have a baby on the way, as you know. Yes, what, what, we we forgot to announce this actually last show, PJ. Uh, Huge fail! Yeah, big fail. The, the host of Iron Empire Radio. Yeah, we uh, we forgot to mention uh, Darielle is pregnant, and I'm going to be a daddy. And since you delivered <laughs> 2,500 babies, yes, it seems like you are infinitely qualified to tell me what I should and shouldn't do in 10 minutes and five minutes or less. Get a real job. Do I need to? Do I need to find a, a nice gay guy that's got a lot of money and not too effeminate? Yeah, there you go. Okay. But you know what? Twenty five hundred babies? Oh my god. That's all my years so far. I mean, believe please there there's some there's some physicians who have delivered probably like twenty thousand. Okay. Wow. Just because Do they, they all just start looking the same after a while? Um, remember something, it's about ninety ninety, ninety five percent joy, but five to ten percent emergency oh shit horror oh lord oh god okay so i mean it is a very pleasant happy joyous occasion okay but OBGYN in the united states still there needs to be a high index of suspicion and healthy fear in that delivery room that anything can go wrong at any time what's the craziest thing that's ever happened i don't really want to hear this pj (laughs) it's probably really disturbing but i'm kind of curious but I don't know, but I mean, he said PJ, there's five to ten percent things. Another talk, but I yeah. mean, it, I mean, besides the usual, like you know, hemorrhage, Baby's you know, die. Baby's you know or stuck shoulder or what have you. But we could save that definitely for another. Have talk you had a, a baby? Um, uh, have you ever had a, delivered a baby that was stillborn? Of course, yes. Sadly, yes. Is that, how do how do you deal with that? Is that like? something that you're just trained for? Does it like really mess you up when it happens? That stillborn is diagnosed antenatally with prenatal diagnosis so that the family is aware that this is going to happen in the delivery room so that, so that mm-hmm. everyone's on the same page in the delivery room. Um, I have been involved in, unfortunately, um, knock wood, it doesn't happen too often, but a delivery of an emergency cesarean section where we pulled out a baby that was alive when it was on the fetal monitor and then in the moments going to the operating room and pulling the baby out, the baby expired. So I have been involved in something that horrific. Um, That is obviously a situation none of us want to be in, but we never want to be in a situation where there is an adverse outcome, even if the family is aware that a stillbirth is, the baby has already expired. Wasn't this supposed to be like a congratulatory thing, PJ? We were talking about expiring babies? I don't know. I mean, I got so lost for a while with everything that I I just, then when he brought up 2,500 babies, that shocked me, that number, and I was just curious. Right. I mean, I'm sure there, was, there wasn't always a celebration. You know? Well, right now at my... Wait, wait, wait. My... I got a good question. I got a good question. Sean, have you yeah. ever had, like, two white parents and the baby came out black? <laughs> huh? Actually, yes, that has happened. Oh! Really? Oh, my God. That would make my day if I was a gynecologist. That <laughs> would actually, make my day. Because the, well, I, I don't mean to 
burst both of your bubbles, but that's because the patient lied to her husband over... Well, obviously. <laughs> we were assuming that was the case, not some kind of medical miracle. But I, actually had, I actually have had um, two black parents where the baby came out. Not albino, but fair enough that we joked that the patient had a white baby. I mean, it was, it was fascinating. Um, it was just... That, that the was white, the, the white parents with the black that. baby is funnier, though, Sean. You have to, you have to admit. <laughs> right. Yeah, much funnier, but, much funnier. But I'm sorry, but Aaron, you wanted me to make um, a comment about Darielle's pregnancy. Yeah, you want to give me some advice or something? Well, I, as I had tried to tell Darielle last week through a Facebook conversation, is that the two of you are very healthy people, mm-hmm. okay? And unfortunately um, – my profession, we want to medicalize everything and we want to use technology to create a sense of danger or create fear in our patients. And I'm not saying something negative so much as I'm just, it is what it is. And that oftentimes people who, patients who are in the fitness industry, the fitness and bodybuilding industry, who are personal trainers or just very athletic patients who become pregnant. Um, this is often met with a lot of suspicion and fear in the medical profession. And that's why I was suggesting to Darielle, does your health insurance plan cover midwifery services in a hospital? No disrespect to MDs, but that sometimes a midwife might be able to offer possibly a second opinion about the pregnancy without instilling a lot of judgment and fear in Darielle and what yourself. Is it, what exactly is a midwife? I, I always think of that as like a... Let me just tell you something, okay? I'm going to sum it up like this, and this is not putting my foot in my mouth. Isn't that your competition, technically? One of the core differences between when a, between a midwife and an obstetrician and their approach to um, an outcome is that an MD, an MD gynecologist, uh, obstetrician gynecologist, feels that a good outcome, a good outcome in that delivery room, resides with the doctor. Okay, that the doctor swept in and saved the day, blah, blah, blah. Whereas a midwife, in their approach, they believe that an excellent outcome resides with the patient. Hmm. Okay? So that a midwife believes that it's all about the patient, proper nutrition, proper breathing, proper approach to pain, proper approach to the things that go bump in the night during a pregnancy, such as back pain and lower extremity edema. Okay, uh, Midwives believe in more education of the patient, empowerment of the patient. And so um, midwives, not all of them, as Darielle feared, deliver in a bathtub at home, but midwives can deliver in a hospital and they can even give epidurals to their patients or order an epidural from an anesthesiologist. <coughs> So, I mean, not all midwives are are earth muffin, Birkenstock sandal wearing um, peeps who come to people's houses and have a baby in the bathtub like Ricky Lake did in the movie The Business of Being Born, which I did go see. (laughs) Um, Yes, Ricky Lake having a baby in the bathtub with a midwife. That was a very uh, indelible image in my mind. So I, I just think that sometimes if people are very healthy, why not consider maybe an alternative provider, not an MD, but a certified nurse midwife? That's, that's all I was saying because I think that the pregnancy may be a little bit less medicalized, okay? That's all. Good, good. We'll take that advice and we're going to look into that, Sean. Sean. Of you, Aaron, yes. Sean, we are 36 minutes in and it's time for me and PJ to go eat. So uh, thank you very much. You did a good job as usual. We always love having you on. And next time we'll have a 
Less complicated question for you. No, it's actually I was gonna, I thought you were going to make a comment like we need to have volume two of this discussion about predator. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, like, no, no. If you use the word predator tonight. We need to continue this another time. Okay. No, I think I think you 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 covered you covered every angle of it on this on this volume one. Awesome. Sounds like a plan. Thank you, Sean. Appreciate it. Thank you. You got it. Sean. Take care. Take care, PJ. Take care. Well, PJ, I gotta say that that was a different Doctor Sean than I was expecting. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, that Doctor Sean was intense. Yeah, this is. I think that you know, I'm not gonna. He's Mister Psychologist after, or or a psychiatrist or something uh, after after hearing that. But I got. I'm gonna do a little uh, analyzing of Doctor Sean and have to. I've got to say that that subject may hit a little too close to home for Sean. Yep, somebody out there. Must have messed with our boy. Yep. Well, Dr. Sean definitely got messed with at some point because that, uh, he was extremely passionate about that. You know, it's funny because before the show started, like, I, like he said, I did a little pep talk with him and I just reiterated with him that we wanted to do this whole thing, three subjects, that, the baby, and then the subject mean we're going to talk about after about the $5,000 offer from the gay man. So you're going to, you guys are going to want to hear about that. So stay, uh, stay tuned. Um, and I told him that, and I said, we want to do that in 20 minutes. And so instead, we have at least 20 minutes of analyzing the question over and over again, gay man, straight bodybuilder, be friends. So, uh, you know, hopefully you enjoyed it. Um, and uh, what else do you have to say about that, BJ? I don't know. Is it possible to, like, have a human being, like, talk to you? So, like, I feel like I can't even communicate myself right now i feel like Tully from south park like like i'm so high right now i just don't even know what's going on (laughs) yes that is exactly it's funny because at first i was listening and i was like wow he's really into it and like you know like i started like being like huh and then like about 15 minutes in 10 minutes in i started being like what is he saying and and then i just like i kind of i kind of like i'm looking right at the screen nothing's going on and i'm just kind of like huh what and I felt like Tally. I said, well, I don't even know what's going on. Now, that was where I went. That's where he left off. And you saw I had to I had to finally pull him back in and get him to talk about babies, which was entertaining. We could have had him go on and on about all the crazy baby situations. I would have liked to hear more about white people with black babies. But um, yeah, yeah, I don't want to hear about babies dying, PJ. Come on. I don't want to talk about it either, but he, I'm sure he has crazy stories. And I don't know. We got to give the public what they want. They want craziness. It's we should have just had him back on and talk about the weird vaginas he's seen again. Yeah, we could do that. I, I um, I don't want to completely change the subject, but I think that our listeners will think this is funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I I just closed uh, a couple boxes on my computer and I went to open a new tab. And you know how like, well, you have a Mac, but on Microsoft it lists your most popular sites. Yeah. Well, it lists one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven, eight, nine, ten sites. Okay. Now, uh, one. Three of them. Three of them are porn. That's my guess. Three of the ten. No, are porn. you're gonna really laugh at this. Um, uh, uh, there's ten. There's ten. Okay. One, uh, two, three are uh, Amber's sites. Okay. Those don't They're count. her work sites. They don't Amber Daddy works. Okay. The other seven sites are Yahoo, Facebook, X Videos, Live Sex Chat. Uh, Eskimo Two Cams Live Sex, uh, XNXX Free Porn, uh, BigNaturalsSearch.com, 
and <laughs> Chu Glore, which is also a, a porno uh, search. No, no RX Muscle, no MD, no Flex, no to get big. Only these porn sites. It's, it's kind of interesting uh, where my priorities are. Um, I think that it would probably it'd be good if I could figure out a way to erase these things, too. Let me ask uh, you a question. If Amber runs into that... And let's assume she knows that what that those list means. I don't know if Darielle's not that she's computer savvy, but I don't think she goes and looks at that kind of thing. But say Amber went and looked at your history, and she sees that you have went to you know uh, between four and ten porn sites a day um, over the period that you've been in California. Do you think that that will bother Amber Day, or do you think Amber Day would accept that and just move on? Yes. This is the very important part of this answer. If I wasn't having the amount of sex with her that I am, it would certainly bother her. But there's no way that she can complain with the amount of sex that we are having. I think some girls that that wouldn't matter. I know what you're saying, and I get it. But I think there's some girls no, would bother. I'm having sex with her because I'm watching porn. No, sometimes I just watch porn. I've been doing it my whole life. It's like part of my my schedule. You can't break my schedule. Well, you know how I am. I know you're regimented. But what I'm saying, this is the thing. Is like there's lots. I've dated girls before. Or I've went out with girls before. Some of them very crazy that did not that actually saw that on my computer and were like perturbed. They're like, I'm having sex with you. Why would you watch porn? I mean, I'm right. I'm here. So why not have sex with me? Or the other one that you could that I've heard before is why are you watching these other girls? You know, you're looking at these other girls and thinking about having sex with them. This is bad. No, I just. I'm looking at the guy's cocks. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> I have explained to her that I am simply fascinated with all things sex. And I like to watch other people have sex on video camera on my computer screen. Do you watch those? Do you watch those cam things? Sometimes just like I want to see what's going on in there because it's weird, you know, and I, I, I've already done all the regular stuff. You know, I don't pay. I've never um, watched that cam thing ever. It's funny. I don't like pay to like you know watch watch a girl like dildo herself. I got better things to do. I'm not paying any money. Everything I do is free, and usually it's like late at night in, in between answering like client emails. When you answer the amount of emails that I have to answer about dieting and like bikini girl questions, you need a break. You need to take a break to go look at some porn and, and clean your mind out. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. You know. The amount of emails I have to answer about why can't I poop. <laughs> you got to go and just look at some porn after a while after that, just to, just to loosen your mind up a little bit. Um, let's talk about the offer, the present that I may be receiving, and why I may be receiving this wonderful present, whatever it may be. I really hope that you receive this present. Me too, now. Yeah. The odds of this present coming your way are probably one in a billion, but... I got contacted, like I frequently do, by a man on Facebook um, who is certainly very gay. Um, but he didn't approach me in a gay manner. He approached me simply saying that he's always been a fan of my work and some of the transformations on my website are truly remarkable. And I obviously know what, he's doing, what I'm doing, and he wants to hire me uh, as his trainer. And I said, fantastic, and I, I wanted to discuss you know, my rates and stuff with him. And he said, I understand how expensive the sport of bodybuilding is. And in exchange for you training me once a week uh, and doing my dieting nutrition, 
I will sponsor your bodybuilding by paying you $5,000 a month. And I was like, you got to be freaking kidding me. Um, so obviously the chances of this being realistic um, without some kind of weird gay thing and being involved with it are, are one in a billion probably. But I said to the guy, well, when can we get started? And he said to me, I would like to start this weekend. I can come to your gym in San Diego. And I said, well, I will require a down payment if you want me to meet you on Saturday. I said, you can PayPal me a payment up front, and then I will meet you there if I receive the payment. That way, I can, you know, sniff this thing right out from the start, you know? So uh, he responded with, that's fine. What would be a fair down, down payment? And I listed some of my prices, and he said, what if I gave you 2500 up front? Would that be fair? And I said, yes, that would be acceptable. Um, and he said, okay, I, uh, I will deposit the money tomorrow. Have a good night. I look forward to starting with you. And I said to you. Is, wait, I got to ask a few questions before we even go any further. I got to ask a few questions. One, when you look at his Facebook profile, does it look like a real person? Um, yes. But you and I both know there's a certain something that we look for. Um, when we, but, but he's not my friend. Maybe I should add him as a friend. Maybe that's part of it. Could be. Could be. He might maybe only show certain pictures to people. Yes. Maybe that's something that's private. We always look for the mobile uploads. That's what we look yeah. For. If you we have mobile around. uploads of yourself, that, that you, you seem a lot, there's a lot more likelihood that, there, that there's a legitimacy behind it. Now, uh, he and I had 36 mutual friends. Every single one of them was a either a physique model or bodybuilder um, that I knew. That would be that would be popular with the gays. Yes, so um, so that also makes me a little bit suspicious. Um, but I'm going to entertain the idea. I mean, I'm not going to meet him unless there's money uh, in my PayPal, and if there is, then I will certainly train him. So by this time tomorrow, as it is one o'clock in the morning in Eastern Standard Time, probably chances are we will know if you have a uh, a benefactor over there in California and maybe this move to California was very fortuitous or if this is just another BS scam. Well, perhaps he is a gay, like, trust fund baby and he just doesn't know what to do with his money. Sure. And he wants to just piss it away on, on, you know, sponsoring a bodybuilder. But at least if he does pay me, I will certainly give him the finest nutrition and training um, you know, that I possibly can. I will take it very, very seriously. You know, I'm not going to you know, treat the guy wrong. This is a, a, this could potentially, but most likely not, but could potentially be a fantastic deal. Now, just so everyone knows, I don't expect anything from this guy. Uh, I think it's most likely bullshit, but the idea of it actually coming true is so funny that I'm kind of like forcing my positive vibes out there and I'm encouraging Aaron to do it with me in exchange for me giving him a nice little present if I do get this money. Because if I do get this money, it's like such a nice little gift that I, why not piss away some of it on my Jewish friend Aaron? Why not, Absolutely. Right? I like that. I like that. So I'm, I've been thinking, since you told me, only positive thoughts. I've been sending positive vibes towards this gay man and saying, pay PJ, pay PJ, pay PJ. <coughs> so you never know. It could be any moment. Now, what I want to know if if the the roles were reversed and I was sending out positive vibes for you, would you get me a present? 
Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Good. I, I sent you a birthday present, didn't I? Although you, you haven't got it yet. You're extremely uh, generous. I know it's not my fault. Here's the thing. My girlfriend is a little bit of, um, let's call her the absent-minded professor. <laughs> and uh, that's a friendly little way of, of putting it. And um, what happens with the absent-minded professor is the absent-minded professor doesn't pay attention uh, a lot of times uh, when the absent-minded professor should be paying attention. And so the other day, she rear-ended the shit out of some old dude while she was driving. And um, Because she wasn't paying attention? Yes, certainly. Um, I, uh, she says he pulled out in front of her and slammed on the brakes, but... Uh, I am I am willing to bet that that she was probably tweeting or got doing go you know, taking pictures of a mountain or something, you know. <laughs> um, and uh, she really did a number on her car. Now her car is in the shop getting fixed for the next week or so, and apparently the key to our mailbox is in that vehicle. So hence, no birthday present for PJ. No, I can't open my mailbox without that key. Now I can try to get one from the office tomorrow which she says is going to be a no-go. She says they're going to send me to the post office and I'm going to have to pay money, which is annoying um, because she's not going to be around tomorrow. She has got to go all the way to Fresno for work. So I might not be able to get my present tomorrow either. Mm. Well, it'll happen sooner or later and I'm sure you'll call me because my present is fantastic in many senses. I'm very sad about my present. Yeah, yeah, you would be because when you open it, you're going to be, you're going to be sad that you've been without it for as long as you have. Um, this is hilarious. Uh, I just, I, uh, I forgot to tell you this before and I'm, I'm looking at it right now. I posted a picture on my Facebook, an old picture of me and Mark Aldisi's. If somebody posted it, I don't, I don't even remember taking the picture to be honest with you, but it, it, it's from 2008, um, after USA's. He had just done USA's and taken fourth and I was like five weeks out from North Americans. Um, and somebody took a picture of us, whatever, and I posted it. I got a old picture of me and Mark hanging out, whatever. Um, and, and he, he uh, messaged me on Facebook. And uh, the reason I'm telling you this story is because I know you'll think that this is funny. He said, nice old school pic, bro, laugh out loud. I noticed a lot of people commenting right away. And then when I looked at your page, I see dot, 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 50,000 subscribers. How the hell have you gotten so many subscribers? Like, <laughs> What are you doing? <laughs> I just responded with laughing my ass off. I'm a hustler, bro. I'm a hustler. You want to market on my page? Do it. I'm hustling the subscribers. This, the subscribing thing is really funny to me um, because it's actually done wonders for my business, and uh, I've been taking advantage of it. My, my my precious Amber Date doesn't get it. She doesn't get the subscribers. I don't um, get the subscribers. It's a gal gay, guys. It has to I, be. She doesn't understand why I have so many. And then she looks at like other people's numbers. So I found the most, by the way, I have been looking into this. I've been, I've been exploring, um, Aaron Stern and, uh, Shannon day are right around 80,000, but the leader in our industry is actually somebody you would be surprised. Um, Ingrid Romero has got 93,000. You're checking her out right now, huh? It's got something to do with like her. Um, she has been a part of multiple federations, um, and she has that uh, international. She's um, from Spain. Yeah, she's from Spain. Well, yes. Yeah, she's she's uh, she's not so bad on the eyes. She's an attractive lady. Yes. Um, I I I, uh, 
I would be willing to get to, to bet that the men that are subscribing to her are probably not the men that are subscribing to me. No, I have a feeling it's a different crowd. <laughs> um, how many does she have? Ninety-two thousand. I thought so. That's All a lot. These girls are taking ass with the subscribers, huh? Not as much as you. I mean, India Polino is one of the other ones that I saw. I had a lot, but it's still she's less than you. I think she's at like thirty thousand. Aaron Stern, uh, Shannon Day, Ingrid Romero. These girls are putting up huge numbers. You're going to have to try to compete. I know uh, your buddy that you train, uh, Mark. Uh, what is it, Mark Antoinette or something? Mark Andre. Yes. Andre. Yes, sorry, Mark Andre. Uh, Mark was up there beating you, and you surpassed him. You've easily passed. Yeah, him. he was upset. He was upset when I passed him. He actually emailed me. Uh, hilarious. He emailed me a couple diving questions, and then he put P.S. Hey man, how did you start kicking my ass so bad in subscribers on Facebook? I've been trying so hard to get as many subscribers as possible. And I was just like, I thought it was hilarious that he announced that, that he asked me that. But in reality, what I had found out was there's a thing in your settings um, that you can like open up, like, you know, to have anybody subscribe to you. Yeah. I didn't have that thing open. And once I opened it, it just started flooding in like crazy. I think it was you who actually told me to do that. Yeah, I think so. I think I, I, think I was. Matter of fact, I know I was. Yeah, I, I, I certainly would never figure something out like that on a computer by myself. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, basically I'm responsible for all every single one of your 49,000 subscribers. If you look at for it that way. Success. You have actually now taken uh, Dave Palumbo's place as the person who is responsible for my success. Yep, it was Dave. Now it's me. It's true. For a long time, but that's true. You. It's true. Uh, I'm like your father. <laughs> that's what Dave used to say, right? You're like my son. Yeah. You're like my son. Like my son. Like my son that I never had. You're like my son, PJ, that I never had. You're a lot like me. You're a lot like me. Um, all right, PJ. That's the end of the show for this week. I got a lot of editing this show to do and commercials to make and everything else. So. It's one in the morning. I'll probably be up till three or four putting this thing together and sending it up to Jeff, the producer. Hopefully Jeff will have it up very shortly, right? He will. Yes, he will. So that's it for this week. PJ will be back next Wednesday. If you're wondering people, yes, we're getting onto a regular schedule. Uh, we will be on once a week, every week from this point forward, because we got money coming in. And since there's money coming in, you need to produce, right? PJ. That is correct. So we're going to start really hustling. Uh, we're, we're, uh, you know, we've got multiple phone lines going on calling these people. We're, we're going nuts. So. Yeah. The problem is the call center is just lighting up. We don't have enough operators to yeah. answer. Sponsors need to get in there now. Get in there now where the prices are cheap and the getting's good. Um, and if you want to contact us to give topic suggestions, get shout outs, I suggest you do it on Facebook. There is a fan, but fan page, you just type in Iron Space Empire Space Radio. It'll pull up our fan page. You like that bad boy, and then you request your shout-out on there. Uh, usually before the show, the day of the show, uh, Wednesday morning or something, I put in there, or at least I will be putting in there, uh, shout-out requests and topic requests or suggestions. And, and we uh, take all those very seriously, and we write down all the names, or at least PJ does. And um, the other option, of course, is to email us. And you can also email PJ if you want him to train you, uh, help you diet for a show, or just to look good. And that's brawnfitness at yahoo.com. Uh, or you can follow him on Twitter at, at sign brawnfitness. 
Or you can email me at jubaka at rxmuscle.com or follow me at at sign Aaron Singerman, one word. Sounds good, PJ? Sounds fantastic. And we're out.